2024. Welcome back to Uncorked. I am here today with a super special guest, Terrence Riley, who is the president of Stanley, the quenchers that we all know and love, the handle, the straw, the many colors, or perhaps you remember the classic green bottle that kept hot beverages hot way back in the day. It feels so appropriate and I feel so totally lucky to have hit record with Terrence because it's the new year. It's the season of goals and the only thing better than goals coming from someone who really loves goals or habits because the fastest, the best, the only way to goals are day in and day out habits. And a Stanley is changing the game. Your Stanley quencher is changing your relationship with hydration. I was chatting with a couple of friends and his wife apparently wants a quencher to help with hydration. And he says, I'm not sure it will help. And we all need to let him know that your Stanley quencher will indeed change your relationship with hydration. And hydration, not to be a spoiler here, was the first step on Terrence's journey to creating brands, messages, creating a lifestyle, one foot in front of the other, that really is changing the world. So from my goals to your goals, from my habits to your habits, welcome to 2024. And I hope this conversation inspires you to grab a straw and drink up. Well, Terrence, I have to tell you, you are already the highlight of 2024 and we're only in the second week. So I really, really appreciate your yes to jump on the pod. And without further ado, I think it would be most important if you could introduce yourself to our listeners. Who are you? Who are you, my friend? Well, thank you. If I'm the highlight of the year, it must be early in the year. But thank you for asking me to to join you. My name is Terrence Riley, and I'm the president of Stanley, which seems to have taken over North America and the world uh, from a brand standpoint. And certainly our 110-year heritage has caught up with us in a wonderful way and attracted new consumers who are uh, really in love with our brand and our legendary quencher. So it's been very fun. It has been very fun. And now we just need to also land. I'm currently in the Pacific Northwest of Canada. And where are you in the world? Well, my heart is always in New Jersey, where I'm from, but oh. I am currently sitting in the great state of Colorado. Ah, right on. I just needed to plug that to make sure that you knew that getting your quenchers to Canada is still a challenge. I am aware. I see that on social media as I read many, many comments, but we've made great inroads into the great white north. So I am thrilled that more and more Canadians are enjoying their Stanleys and we're getting them to them in, in, in larger numbers every single week. Oh, my heart. I, I say that with all the love of like, we are this country that's craving this product. And we're like, come on, how do we get it? How do we get it? Um, okay, all all jokes aside, you're in Colorado. Um, you Do you reside in New Jersey? No, I'm from New Jersey, you know, kind of born and raised, even though I wasn't born there, but I'm proud to say I'm from the great state of New Jersey. I'm currently in Colorado, but Stanley is based in Seattle, uh, right along Puget Sound on Elliott Bay there with a spectacular view of Mount Rainier all the way over to the Olympics. And so uh, I think I know where a lot of our wild imagination comes from at Stanley uh, with a spectacular view. And also part of the reason why we call ourselves the bear force. You know, we have a, mm. uh, a lovely outdoor heritage. Our logo is a bear. 
but uh, Seattle is uh, Stanley's home. Uh, well, I, I figured as such, and I wanted to dive into, I, I want to riff on pieces of, of what it means to be the president of such an iconic brand right now. Um, and more so, and really specifically about your leadership of this brand. And so one piece I'm curious of, and this might sound so shallow yet, here we are in 2024 in the conversation of remote leadership. So the head office is in Seattle, you're in Colorado, what are your thoughts and beliefs on, on what it means to lead remote teams? Well, it's really all about connection. The connection that the Bear Force has, which we affectionately call ourselves, is incredibly strong. Um, so constant check-ins, uh, certainly Teams has been a wonderful technology solution to the pandemic and post-pandemic world. And then we find lots of reasons to gather. Mm. And it's not forced, it's uh, felt. And that's really what it's all about and what the connection we have to one another at Stanley, I think, also comes through the connection that we have to consumers, customers, and culture as well. I feel that so deeply. I I just heard it's forced. No, it's felt and not forced. Can you tell me what that is like in real life? Sure. You know, just uh, before we had a short holiday break, we found a reason to gather to celebrate what's been an extraordinary year. Uh, and it was just, it wasn't a holiday party. It wasn't mm -hmm. something that, you know, you feel you have to come to because you have to come to it. I don't think anybody likes that anymore. And, um, so what we did is I asked George Lang. George Lang is one of the most accomplished photographers uh, in the world uh, to, to join us in Seattle in, in our um, giant meeting room and talk to us about joy because joy has been a predominant theme in 2023 for Stanley and through the many years here. And so George has a new book out called Picturing Joy. And so great opportunity to give everybody a gift called Picturing Joy. But then what George did is he just started picturing joy. And what he did is he spent four hours with us taking all of our photos, individuals, groups, uh, doing silly faces, doing things that we never would have ordinarily done in a quote unquote meeting if we had been forced to come to an office for some sort of function. And the photos that he captured, well, he pictured joy for us and it was our joy, it was Stanley's joy. And you can see how that is also transcended into consumers through the countless videos, photos that I think the world has been seeing through social media and has been part of the legend of Stanley. Mm. Oh, gosh. Okay. I, I have to go here because you're a father of daughters. And mm. I happen to be a daughter as well. And I think that fathers and daughters are, are beautiful um, dualities in this world. I have to ask, what does it mean for you to be a brand right now that is so iconic among women? And I don't want to you know, segment men to women. I, I just need to say, like, a, when you talk about social, I'm like, let's talk about the women that are carrying around their Stanley. And I'd like to bring it back as, you know, I, I did read online about the impact of being a father for you. And tell me about that. It feels so important. Yeah, thank you. Nobody really asks those kind of questions. And yes, I'm the proud father of two spectacular daughters, both in their early 20s. And it's been quite the journey. You know, I was uh, I was their dad when I was working at Crocs, which was a fun experience when they were in their teens and, you know, Crocs became the rage. And so their dad had something to do with Crocs. And so they could get a 
couple of pairs of free Crocs or, or I could bring some home for themselves or their friends. And, and that certainly adds to their level of importance that they have a connection to a, a brand that their friends want. And then certainly the same thing has happened at Stanley where you know, my older daughter is a school teacher and Stanley is very, very popular with teachers. It keeps their water cold all day on their desk as they're working hard through all the struggles that teachers have to deal with. And it's been a, a bit of a lifeline for teachers. And my younger daughter is in marketing, so she understands the, the power of marketing and sees what Stanley is doing. And the, the f- colleagues in her office are enjoying their Stanleys. And uh, her best friend, one of her best friends is a nurse. And so... Every nurse's station, it seems, has five or six Stanleys to get them through the hard work of their days as you know, heroes on the front lines, as we all understand. And so the connections to Stanley run really deep uh, as a father through my daughters and their, and their friends and their colleagues. And it's really been something to watch. And I also get great feedback from them of things that they're hearing about our product and things that they would like or things that their friends or colleagues would like. So it's always a great focus group as well. So I'm a really lucky guy. Mm. You mentioned social media a few times and I can't help but think, I mean, this doesn't have to do with being a a father or not. I mean, before you became a father, social media wasn't really a thing. And now as a president, you're on this platform, be it LinkedIn. I'm not sure how, how involved you are in TikTok, but I know Stanley's certainly showing up on TikTok all over the place. So what has your, I I want to say, adoption of social been like for a human like yourself in this point in time in your career? Well, it's been an incredible thing. You're right. I mean, the, uh, it didn't exist. You know, I'm, I'm old enough that these things didn't exist when I started my career in public relations and, and marketing. So it's all been an adjustment and you move with the times and if you don't adapt, you die. And so I am a constant consumer of social media personally and professionally. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not out there tweeting. I don't you know, do those kind of things, but I, I voraciously devour things that are on social media, both for my personal interests, but also most importantly for the brands that I'm working with. And TikTok in particular has been uh, a game changer for Stanley in so many ways, you know, from my own personal stitching on TikTok which uh, seems to be something that most people know by now from November of 23, when I stitched a car fire video that it seemed to have gone around the world um, to just the fan sharing on TikTok of their love for the brand. And whether it's hunting or hauling Stanley, it's part of the lexicon of our brand and, and the uh, social media use of millions of young women around the world. Mm. Okay. So you just said women. I'm curious, was there an intentional segmentation? Was there an intentional game plan to go after a a female market? And what was that like? Has this just happened since you've joined? Well, it was certainly intentional to bring more people under the tent of Stanley. Um, And there was a conscious decision from just being an outdoor brand to transitioning to becoming, to go from outdoors to outside, to everywhere. And we couldn't just go from outdoors to everywhere overnight. So that was a journey that we've been on since I joined in in 2020. And if I'd said, we're just going to do this tomorrow, that would have really been a bit of a shock to the system. And our team wouldn't have been ready for it, nor would have consumers or customers. And so that journey has been a, a slow one, but has gained in velocity over the last two years for sure. Mm. The goal was to just not be for 
the same consumer. You know, as mm. you've read by now, when I joined, we were a $70 million brand and we were a green bottle and a classic green bottle. We're proud of that bottle. That bottle is, a, is an icon. But well, how do we broaden it? And how do we literally take the green bottle, right, which is the classic, which your viewers can't see, but that green bottle is iconic enough that everybody knows it. And if you turn it upside down, it's the quencher. Oh, genius. So we didn't do anything different than change the brand's perspective and continue to deliver the same brand promise that we've been delivering for 110 years. Maybe just add a little color to it, change the color, material, and finish to something, and then employ what I had known from previous jobs, specifically at Crocs, that influencers can work really well for a brand and people who have organic followers tend to tell their followers what they like. And we happened to look into a few folks that told their followers about Stanley and off we went. Gosh, that, uh, my mind is blown. I just love the flipped upside down thermos to quencher, of course, and a new handle and add a straw and paint it pink or many other colors. This is not a shrink it and pink it brand, which we need to acknowledge. It's a big deal. Yeah, way to go. Well, the marketer in you, I can't help but ask, and I'm always so inspired by by how leaders see other brands, and that can be physical brands. It can also be humans. When you look around, who are the brands that are inspiring you to flip things literally or figuratively upside down, and who are you especially interested in watching this year? Well, certainly, I mean, the the, the time person of the year has reinvented too many things to count in Taylor Swift. And so I think the world checks out what she's doing from what she's wearing to what she's performing to how she's performing it, um, who she's dating and everywhere in between. So, uh, and how she masters her personal brand uh, is truly something that I think everyone in any possible industry has to take note of. And that's the first thing that comes to mind probably because she's so ubiquitous and it's impossible to uh, ignore the just, absolute strokes of genius that she seems to paint nearly every day. So that would be one. Um, I'm always a fan of Southwest Airlines. How about that for one out of the blue? Yes. Okay. Literally many, many years ago, I don't know when this was, I can't remember. And I'm old enough to probably remember is, you know, they were once referred to as Southwest. That was their reputation. And I don't think anybody thinks that anymore. And you know their brand, you know their colors, you know that there's a heart under the airplane, you know their messaging when you see it, you know it's Southwest in everything that they do, uh, and even their service. Um, it, it really it is a real connective tissue of branding and values that Southwest Airlines seems to have. Um, and I rarely fly them um, wow. just because of where I am and where I'm going. Southwest isn't my first choice, but I would fly them without even thinking about it. Um, And I know the experience that I'll get. And I think that's something to behold, especially the size of a company like that and the multiple um, people they serve and the tens of thousands of employees that I'm sure that they have. Yeah, it's so powerful to say that, um, especially coming out of the pandemic when that was an industry that, you know, they let's, I want to say they struggled and I actually want to acknowledge that they went dormant and bless them for coming back to where right. they are. So yeah, absolutely. 
I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. We have to go back to Taylor Swift because part of, as you said, the the many dimensions, the overlap of her Venn diagram, um, something I'm personally stoked about is her treadmill workout and what she put her body through in preparation for her tour, I think is really, really phenomenal. And I have seen it circulating through some running channels and other, you know, sweaty pursuits. And you dropped a little nugget before we hit record that you have once upon a time been a marathon runner yourself. I'm excited. I don't know if Taylor Swift is a marathon runner, but three hour treadmill workout singing is enough of a marathon. I'm more excited to know how are you sweating? And are you sweating like Taylor? And what does that mean for you? Well, I'm not putting on, you know, three hour, four hour uh, spectacular shows, but I'm impressed by the dedication that it takes to do that. And that when you see her on stage, she's already put in three hours on a treadmill to, to just to serve her audience. And that is a commitment that everyone can certainly learn from. Uh, and it's about that. You, you're serving your audience and it's her audience, right? Um, and, and she loves her audience. And I think that's why they love her back because she commits to them through three hour treadmill workouts. But yes, I was fortunate enough to figure out a way to run three marathons in my, in my past uh, 2010 and 2013. And I understand the commitment it takes to, to run sub four hour marathons and you have to, you know, you have to give it something. Uh, and it's not just a week's of something, it's months and months of something to be able to, to do that. And uh, that's a real big part of, of my life. I can still, still bust out like a 27 minute 5k, but I think my marathon days might be over. That is very okay. Marathons do hit the body in a very certain way. One of our core beliefs, and actually one of the reasons I even started this business 10 years ago, which gives me great faith, you know, here's a 10 year old consulting business and Stanley's 110 years old. It's wild. Um, Was that healthy leaders, a core belief that healthy leaders lead healthy businesses. And to your point, you know, Taylor's running before going on to serve her people. And I'm curious as, as a leader, what is your relationship with taking care of yourself, be it sweaty or otherwise? Something that I feel very passionately about in 2024 is this, I mean, enormous surge of, of what is the healthcare industry. And I love this brand called Stanley for hydration. And I think you're actually an enormous contributor to helping us be hydrated humans, as you said, for all of these folks in different vocations. And so I would love for you to riff on what does it mean for yourself to be a healthy leader? And what if you would be open to sharing any practices, you know, routines that are meaningful for you? Sure. Well, there's no doubt about it of how many stories I've been told by fans of Stanley of what Stanley has meant to their personal wellness. Um, Hydration is often the first step to actually starting something, to starting the first step on an exercise program that leads to a second step. And and then it might lead to sub four hour marathons. You know, something about me uh, in 2008, I could not walk a mile on the treadmill. I was 270 pounds. And I could not walk or run a mile on the treadmill. 
That was November of 2008. I remember the moment vividly. I was at a YMCA in Wildwood, Missouri, where I lived at the time. And uh, a woman at the Y literally grabbed my elbow and took me to the fitness area because she was looking at someone that was out of shape and uh, probably making the turn to really bad health problems. And she, I don't remember her name. She was wearing a red YMCA t-shirt. She forcibly grabbed my elbow, which was bizarre, took me upstairs to the fitness area, put me on the treadmill, pressed the buttons. And I thought, you know, I'm an athlete. I was an athlete and I, this is nothing. And I couldn't do it. And that was November of 2008. Uh, April of 2010, I ran the St. Louis Marathon in under four hours. Uh, October, November of 2010, I ran the New York City Marathon in under four hours. And then in 2013, the year of the bombing, I ran the Boston Marathon in under four hours. So that was just a few years removed or months removed from not being able to do one mile. So that's why I really understand Taylor Swift. She didn't have 75 pounds to lose. I did, and that's hard. Um, but I did it. And so had I had a Stanley at the time, I would have been far more hydrated um, than I kept myself. But I've heard stories like that and how Stanley has been the first step on uh, a lot of people's wellness journeys uh, and changed their life. It's also removed a lot of single-use plastic from the world um, that people that were used to drinking out of some squishy plastic thing that we would get at a convenience store they carry their Stanleys with them in the car and they refill it at work or at home and it's cold all day. Um, and so we're playing a small part, I hope, in uh, improving and creating a better world as well. Gosh, my heart. Like these are the stories. So this is the time of year where we're setting goals. And yet, I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with goals. I live for a goal. I'm, I'm all about it. Put it on the bathroom mirror and you know, light the candle, dear universe, this year, I'm going to run a sub four marathon. Heck yes. Yeah. What I really think this time of year is about is renovating our lifestyle. And as James Clear loves to tote in Atomic Habits, it's what are the lifestyle changes that you're up for making that will have you become the type of human you want to be this year? And so we riffed on Taylor. I have to ask, and this is going to be a throwback. When I was at Lululemon, which was over a decade ago now, Lululemon has changed. There's some pieces that are the same, that we had a muse. And the muse of Lululemon was that she drove a Volkswagen Jetta and she made $120,000 a year. And this was the outfit that she wore. And these were the other brands that were affiliated with her. And that was the type of person that we wanted to, you know, sell black stretchy pants to. So I want to ask you, um, not necessarily the type of people that you want using Stanley, because I love that we're, we're here on a you know, going from outside to everywhere, we know the impact that, that humans with a Stanley make. I want to know the brand affiliation that you look to right now and say, these are the types of people or from, from your side, because I've prepared this question and I thought, wouldn't these, it's not even necessarily brand collaborations as much as it is the types of people that are doing the types of things that we're up for in the world look like this. What does that look like for you, Terrence? Yeah, boy, that's a really great question. Thanks for asking it. It's um, it's a really complicated one. I don't have an easy, simple answer for you because Stanley is global. And what we are around the world is not the same. Mm. And that's a really interesting thing. So, for example, we are enormously popular in Brazil. And it's not because of the quencher. How about that for a surprise? 
So Brazilians love beer. They drink more beer per capita than almost any nation. Mm. Brazilians not only love beer, they love it cold. And I mean Mm. cold. The best beers I've ever had are in Brazil. There's almost a thin layer of ice, almost. That's how cold it is. And guess what Brazilians' favorite vessel to drink their beer out of? It's a Stanley 16-ounce pint. Okay. We're part of the lexicon of beer culture in Brazil. Okay. So the muse, so the muse in Brazil is different than the muse in North America from a product perspective. In Argentina, Argentines love mate. And mm. in order to have great mate, you need to have very hot water. Argentines carry their hot water around in a Stanley original. And they pour their hot water into a gourd and through the bombilla, they enjoy their mate. You see often Lionel Messi, one of the greatest, if not the greatest footballers of all time. He casually walks around with his Stanley bottle for his mate. Uh, We don't pay him. it's, It's not a, it's just part of Argentine culture. So it's a different experience that consumers have had with Stanley long before I ever arrived in 2020. Um, and so it's a, it's a different experience. And that's part of the wonderful challenge of being the leader of the organization is how do we make it one Stanley while serving the many personas and, and also the product categories that we have. So that's mm-hmm. also part of Stanley's great success is that we're just not a North American phenomenon. We're popular for a long time around the world. Wow. I, so my mind is blown because I don't know South America very well. Yeah, I would have thought that the beach scene in Brazil would ask for cold beverages at the beach. And yet I wouldn't know that that meant, um, you know, give me a layer of ice under this blasting hot sun. And, you know, I I just think bikinis and quenchers on the beach. Give me well, a that's great happening too. Yeah. And that's <laughs> happening too. So uh, a lot of folks are now matching their Hawaiianas with the color of a quencher ah. uh, to stay hydrated. And, and that's an, a, another entry point and another way for Brazilians to fall in love with Stanley, just like we've done here in North America, where we were that green, hammer tone green uh, bottle. And as one of my colleagues says, we've gone from male, green and hot to female, colorful and cold. And that's mm. part of the Stanley, the Stanley journey as well. Amazing. Oh, so cool. Well, I would be remiss to not um, take a few minutes before we end this episode and ask a little bit more about you. I think there's some really cool nuggets that we often don't hear about specifically from leaders. We hear about brands, we hear, you know, about the the PR story, not that that's what you're here to share. And I'm like, what's what's the man leading this brand? What's he all about? And I'm wondering if you can share, is it a goal or perhaps a, a lifestyle. Who is Terrence up for being in 2024 as the president of Stanley and the many other interceptions that make you up? Yeah, well, thanks. Well, it's just exciting to watch now what's happening to my colleagues at Stanley. You know, when you get to be this level and just, uh, but for the grace of God, I'm, I'm not just a mild-mannered shine boy somewhere, is... Um, you get to lead people and you get to champion their success. So wherever I am, that's what it's about now at this stage of my career. Um, you know, you do fight to get to a spot. Like, and it 
oftentimes it, it is about you because it's your career. But when you get to a certain level, um, and it takes time to learn this and, and you're still, we all have the same insecurities and the same lack of confidence. And we all sometimes are, feel like we're imposters. And when you get to this kind of role that I'm really fortunate to find myself in, it's now about others and watching the joy that they have in working for Stanley or when people say, oh my gosh, you work for Stanley? You know, I get that. And I know my colleagues get that. And it's an incredible incredible thing to, to foster and, and lead. And so that's really where I get so much satisfaction is that my colleagues get to experience that because it's rare that you get that in life. And we have that in life. And, and that's why I'm talking to you. That's why you reached out to me. And the success yeah. of Stanley is rooted in all my colleagues and all the hard work that they've done. And that's what's really cool. As for me, um, I'm hoping to see Bruce Springsteen in Italy this year. As a, as a New Jersey guy. So that, that's uh, what's really exciting for me. But no matter what, Steph, I have an unmistakable sense of what's possible personally and professionally. Um, mm. That has been an unknowing guiding principle in my life. And if I'm going to see Springsteen, my elbows are going to be on the stage. Amazing. If I'm going to run a marathon, I'm going yeah. to do a sub four because that's a threshold. I know I can't do sub three. If I'm going to take batting practice at Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts, I'm going to hit one over the green monster. And so the unmistakable sense of what's possible seems to have just been how I've been wired and is how I think I bring that to organizations and to my own personal life. Mm. Well, I just to give you a quick little upgrade that... You may have been wired this way, and yet you've lived long enough to know that those wires could have come undone at many points in time along the journey. And as you've said, you know, it's the battle, it's the fight, it's, you know, we'd love it to be a downhill water slide, but that's not usually the way most careers go to get to this point in time. And so everything that you have done to keep those wires hooked in, latched on, turned on, lit up an unmistakable sense of what's possible. I think that is the wish that I have for everyone who's listening to this conversation and most definitely for your two elbows on the stage in Italy. I really, really appreciate your candor and your, your willingness to riff here. I have one final question. Did you have something to say? Was I interrupting you? No, you know, sometimes you have to go backwards to see what's mm. possible. And that's happened more than once in my career and in my life. And mm -hmm. so you sometimes have to go backwards to see what's possible, because even though you might think that you're winning right now, there's something better, bigger that you might have to go around or a different way to go get. And that's happened to me. You know, I was a mm -hmm. vice president at 32 years old of a company and it wasn't for me. And mm -hmm. so to find out what's possible, I had to go backwards as far as titles are concerned. But by going backwards, it actually meant I was going forwards. And mm. I thought so, I hope so. And I took the chance that that would happen. By going backwards, I would go forwards. And that's also how you find out what's unmistakably possible. Uh, unmistakably possible. I just actually wrote in my journal this morning, the joy of going left and turning right and taking an exit and going up a, a road that takes you to a trail. And then you really don't know what's there. And what if that was the compass and that is the map that lies ahead? And I love that you speak to a moment in careers because a lot of our listeners are are in a place of saying, what, what is my next role this year? And 
you know, put it on the mic. Unemployment has never been higher across North America. More jobs were lost in the last 18 months than the two decades prior. So I need, I need it to be said, you know, it's a very big deal that you have a team of people that are up for generating joy in this world, that are up for coming together on choice, on purpose, to, to be with one another and to be the leader of this group at this moment in time in 2024 is a really, really special experience. So may oh. we go backwards to go forward. Absolutely. You just might have to do that. And there's always, there's always something bigger out there. And the other mm. thing, there's a legendary baseball owner. I don't know what kind of guy he is. He seems like a really great guy, but his name was Bill Veck. Mm. V E E C K. Bill Veck, as in wreck. Mm. That's actually his autobiography. And Bill Veck, he always used to say, think opposites. Mm. So if everybody's going left, maybe you should go right. If everybody's mm. going up, maybe you should go down. Not always, but think opposite. And I think that's how I've been also wired. And it's also how you get to what's possible by thinking opposite. And I think that's what served me in previous roles and also what served me at Stanley um, by mm. thinking opposite. We could have stayed a $70 million male, green, and hot brand. But what fun would that have been? So by thinking yeah. opposite, we were able to connect with consumers, customers, and culture, bring a lot more people onto the Stanley Bear Force and look what they've done by thinking opposite, connecting, creating new things. And we've turned it into something where I'm fortunate enough for Steph Corker to reach out to me, to just talk to me. So that's what life can be all about. And you don't know it unless you just have an unmistakable sense of what's possible. I, I mean, we were meant to connect because my core belief is totally possible. And I will reach out and the, with the deep, deep belief that it's totally possible that I will connect with parents in 2024. And here we are, it's, it's totally magic. And I share these stories and we need to hear from you, hopefully myself as well, that when we have evidence that possible is possible, we will believe it's possible. And that's, I think what matters a lot right now. So Gosh, we can keep going. I must wrap this in a bow. And our last question, as per always, is my friend, Terrence, what is making your heart beat faster? Well, I did 11 miles on the Peloton this morning. So that's making my heart physically. I think I got to check my VPNs. But you made me say it earlier. So I'm going to, what's now got me all fired up that I realized that I might be going to see Springsteen in Italy this summer. So that's got me pumped. So that's another yes. one. Oh, I love it. But also what's pumping me up is I know what's on the calendar at Stanley. People yeah. don't know but I know what's coming in January and February and March. And that is going to excite people. Like we've been to keep exciting them. And that's also what's got me all fired up. I love it. Of course. May your calendar excite you as much as your Peloton and may your Stanley be cold or your Mate be hot and wherever you are in the world, parents we're here. Thank you. Thanks Steph. And you know what makes my heart beat faster? The fact that I get to share with you that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with More Good Media. Our friends over at More Good Media are spreading the good word, one conversation, one podcast at a time. So thanks so much for your support. We are so glad to be here in partnership. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. 
And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.